Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 349. I'm recording on Saturday morning, actually Saturday afternoon as I look at the clock. I'm a little disoriented because I turned my alarm off when it went off at about 8.30 this morning. So alarmless, I slept until, well... 11.30 this morning. And I was a little surprised by that. But I'm making do. It's going to be a good day. It's a little rainy, a little soggy, but I'm sitting here in my living room. Actually, what we call the library around here because of all of the books. Big surprise behind me and around me. And um, I'm happy to be sharing with you about yesterday, Friday, and how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. But yesterday, Friday, was a special day because it was the last day of teaching before midterms. And the midterms start on Monday with first and second period, and then end on Thursday with seventh period. So it was a day in which I could have tried to jam in some last-minute review. I feel like I've given my students quite a bit for review with some digital tools and a study guide. and Instead, I gave them a quiz, which I think is actually some teachers swear by the last day before a break or before you know things are transitioning from one period of the year to another. Some teachers swear by giving the kids something difficult, like a quiz, to focus on. Other teachers, and myself, I tend in this direction, show them something or do something kind of light that uh, they can you know, be engaged in in that way. Well, yesterday, it just so happened that I did. I took the quiz route, and I think it was, it was a good route, and I think it was the right choice. And in addition to that, though, I did offer a bit of special prayer yesterday. And in some classes, depending on the time, because classes yesterday kind of varied in in the length, um, in some classes we sang O Come Emmanuel and talked about the O Antiphon aspect of O Come Emmanuel, which is something I have not yet talked about on this podcast, but I imagine I will once the O Antiphon days begin in, oh, I guess actually tomorrow, which is the 17th, yes? So, um, so I'll talk about those as the time comes. But um, what I did talk about yesterday and re- remember, memorialize with the students is the sixth anniversary of the horrific, terrible, terrible shooting murder of 26 people at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut. And um, as I shared with the kids Um, I I remember that day very, very clearly. Um, It was sixth period that day, and it was a free period for me. I did have to teach seventh period that day. And I was in the faculty room on my computer doing prep work, and news bulletins, news updates started coming in and talking about a shooting at a school, an elementary school in Connecticut that was even by early accounts, particularly horrific, because early on they were announcing that it was kindergartners and first graders that were the primary victims. So I was reading this, sitting there in the faculty room, 
six years ago and um, just really at a loss for what I should do. You know, I figured for my seventh period, I had three choices. I could go in and pretend like nothing was wrong at all, which would be difficult because I was pretty upset at this point as a parent and a citizen and a person of faith. The news out of Sandy Hook was horrific, worse than anything I had heard as far as the ongoing pattern of school shootings. The second option was to go in and and just sort of offer a prayer intention, but not really say anything um, and just move on with whatever I was going to do regularly. And this would have been a viable option because at this time the students did not have devices, iPads or tablets, so they wouldn't have been getting updates. They don't have their phones with them in their classrooms, at least they're not supposed to. So I could have done that. And then the third option, which was go in and share what happened and pray and talk and just see where things went. And I really was at a loss here. Um, You know, I was not in the classroom on September 11th, 2001. So I didn't have that experience. I don't know what teachers did that day firsthand. I wasn't there. And um, I didn't know on September, on December 14th of last year or six years ago, excuse me. Um, I asked some colleagues and the consensus was do what you feel is authentic and real. I prayed about it and went into class that seventh period um, and shared with the kids. And we prayed and we talked and we cried. And it was the right decision because at the end of the day, when that class period ended, our principal got on and did announce what had happened and We offered a prayer for the community, for the nation, for the families affected by that. And um, that's what we did. And I was thinking about this yesterday as I sat in, I think, the exact same seat in the faculty room. It was second period yesterday as I was preparing for my third period. And I was putting together a slideshow of um, photos and names of those who were killed on that day and it was just very difficult to do that and remember the six years that have transpired since then and um, I think for me the hardest thing is is the sadness that I remembering the sadness that I felt on that day but also the anger that I feel that it felt like on that day and the days after we had an opportunity to finally do something in this country about gun violence. It felt like we had reached a tipping point that we had witnessed something as horrific as it could possibly be and that we were as a nation going to stand together and make common sense changes. But we didn't. We didn't. Because since then we've had the Las Vegas massacre that was absolutely horrible we had parkland just this year on ash wednesday slash valentine's day we've had other other shootings mass shootings at schools and elsewhere and it seems like we are as frozen and deadlocked and stuck on that issue as as ever so i shared some of these thoughts with my students yesterday i also shared with them a report that came out just the day before yesterday that we have topped In 2017, 40,000 deaths by guns. And this was the highest number in at at least since 1979 and probably even higher. 
And to underscore that, I showed them a graph that showed automobile deaths over a time period and gun deaths and how the gun deaths have continued to increase while automobile deaths decreased significantly. And there's really only one reason for that, because we made cars safer. We did research. We came up with technologies like airbags and even engineering the cars in a different way. And we made them safer. And we could do the same with guns. We could do that very easily. You know, everybody has phones that can't be opened without fingerprints, their own fingerprint. And we could do that with handguns, especially, and avoid what is one of the increasing um, increasing types of death by handguns, people accidentally being killed by toddlers finding guns or toddlers killing themselves accidentally with guns. We could do that, but we haven't. So I ended my reflection with my class yesterday back in the Advent theme talking about the prophets. You know, we read a lot from Isaiah this time of year as well as other prophets. And the prophets had a twofold message. One was comfort, comfort my people when the people were in exile, when the people were away from home, wondering where God was. But the second message also was a powerful one. And that was how long, how long are you people going to be stiff-necked? How long are you people going to be stuck in your injustice and in your violence and in your harm that you're doing others? And I reminded my students that that is part of the message too. But as we reflect on the first week, back on the first week of Advent, hope, I did end on a hopeful note. And the hopeful note was this, I just discovered this yesterday, that the Parkland students, the ones who were so vocal and so instrumental after they watched classmates and teachers be killed at their school, they were awarded what is, I believe, equivalent to a Youth Nobel Peace Prize. And they were awarded it in South Africa, a place that has an amazing story of nonviolent transition, And they were awarded it actually by Desmond Tutu. Now, my students didn't know who Desmond Tutu was, which is unfortunate, but they knew who Nelson Mandela was. And Tutu, if you don't know, is basically the spiritual um, underpinnings of a lot of what Mandela did. Mandela was the politician, the president, and uh, Tutu was the bishop and the spiritual um, leader of the... um, the movement that that uh, took place in South Africa, and um, I um, saw that as a sign of hope, and saw that as a sign that there are ways to make a difference. And not to sound cliched, but to quote the Bible, "And a little child shall lead them." I think that also comes from Isaiah, right? And maybe it is not the little children necessarily; it is the bigger children, the teenagers and the young adults who will be the ones who lead all of us out of this place that we are stuck, out of this place that we are stiff-necked people, and into a place where we cannot have to deal with the horror of witnessing six-year-olds and seven-year-olds and their teachers and their principal be murdered as they were six years ago yesterday. So I end this with this thought and these questions. When you think back to December 14th, 2012, 
what memories do you have? How did you feel? Where were you? And how do you feel about this issue? And where is God in the midst of this? How can we get through this? And how can you, as a person of faith, if you are a person of faith, or just as a person of goodwill, if you don't identify as a person of faith, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you are a person of goodwill. I imagine you are. How will you work so that there are no more hook, Sandy Hooks or Parklands or any of those names, Columbines and so many other names that have become burned into our memories? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.